Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Okay, welcome everyone. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's an honor to have you. And um, I I hope I can make this, uh, help this to be well-spent time for you. To give you a little something to think about, uh, to challenge you a little bit. And maybe to give you something practical to uh, do this week to improve your life. Yes, the topic for today is uncomfortable and enjoying it. And uh, as as you pray and meditate this week, I would encourage you just say that statement and see what feelings and thoughts come to mind naturally uncomfortable and enjoying it. Those two things don't usually go together, right? Uh, Where I got that, I love the Olympics and the Winter Olympics just ended and uh, my son and I love watching that and we did a lot and some of it was absolutely nerve-wracking. The ice skaters, you know, who have spent four years working to get to this point, and if they make one tiny little bobble, it's like that whole four years is down the tubes. Not, not really, but the, the thing that they were shooting for is maybe uh, out, of, out of, it's not a possibility anymore. Okay, and it's heartbreaking. My wife can't, can't watch it for that reason. She feels so bad for them when something like that happens. But they interviewed one of the ice skating coaches in the Olympics. And it was interesting because he had one skater that won the gold medal and one skater that had a little bobble and a heartbreak and did not win the gold medal. And they interviewed the coach and said, okay, while you're watching this, you know, all the rest of us are like about to die from the stress. How are you? And he smiled and said, I'm kind of uncomfortable, but enjoying it. And that really struck me when he said that because I've never heard anyone say that before. I've never said that. I've never heard any great authors or speakers or whatever say that, uncomfortable and enjoying it. So I started uh, praying and meditating about that. And I think it, it may really be a pretty profound thing. Uh, here's, Wes, here's Webster's definition of being comfortable. And there's three main ones. The first one, physically relaxed and free from constraint. Number two, not in pain. And number three, free from stress or fear. And I think those fit pretty well. That, that's almost mental, physical, spiritual. 
that uncomfortable has multi-dimensions. And if any one of them, if you have physical pain, if you have stress, if you have fear, if you, if you have some kind of constraint in your life that's keeping you bound up either literally or metaphorically, it's almost impossible to be comfortable. And I thought back on my own life and how big a deal comfort has been to me. And it has. It's been huge to me. I, I love hot tubs outside, you know, where you get in and the water's hot and bubbling and you can turn jets on to go up and down your back and things like that. And because I love them so much, we've had one for, oh, about 18 years now. I got the first one when Hope was pregnant with George and she was put on bed rest. And about the only place she could get comfortable was in a hot bath or a hot tub, but a hot tub really felt better because of the jets and everything. And we've had them ever since. And when we go on vacation, we all love to go sit in the hot tub. And we have a Tempur-Pedic mattress that Hope and I got our first one probably 30 years ago. And oh man, we just thought we were in heaven with that Tempur-Pedic mattress. It was so comfortable. And our car seats are comfortable. And we have blankets and pillows around in our recliners and sofas to be comfortable. And you know, it's it's a part of almost every area of your life. What do we have to do to be comfortable? But my question today is, are your attempts to be comfortable short-term making you uncomfortable long-term? All right, let's, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, M. Scott Peck, medical doctor who wrote the monster best-selling book, The Road Less Traveled, one of my wife's favorite books, he had a thing that he called the four stages of community. And if you're familiar with my uh, relationship codes or relationship issues finder test, there's, uh, there, there's a number of key factors to having right relationships. There's communion, which is intimacy. There's community, which is uh, me and other people. There's communication, which is what you have to have to make any of it work, even communication with yourself, even communication with God, which we call prayer, okay? and But community is me being right with other people. Okay, and if you've heard me very much, or if you've if you've read the Love Code, or listened to this program, you know that I firmly believe that every issue at its root, you'll find a relationship issue. Now, it may not be obvious. It may be in your unconscious. It may be uh, those those first few years of life, which you can't remember because you were just too young. It may even be generational and go back a hundred years in your genealogy. But I believe at the root of every issue that is an issue in your life, there is a relationship issue. And if you heal that relationship issue, 
the great majority of the time, the tumor starts getting better. The anxiety starts to go away. You start to do better at work and you get raises and promotions and you start making more money. You start finding that you're just happier. You're like, wow, I kind of I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a kid again, okay? Um, I'm in my 50s and I feel about 25 most days, okay? And, and I love that, all right? I didn't used to feel that way. I used to be 25 and feel 50. And that's a bummer, all right? But if, if you heal those relationship issues, and if your relationship issues are right, then I believe you become healthier, happier, more successful in everything in your life. But in order to do that, you almost always have to go through a period of time where you're uncomfortable and, it, and maybe not enjoying it, but not running or fighting, not running from it or fighting it, okay? Now, back to M. Scott Peck. He had a thing he called the four stages of community. The first one is pseudo-community. Pseudo-community looks like community. It may sound like community. It may smell like community. But guess what? It ain't community, because it's superficial and surface. People act pleasant. Or they only get angry behind closed doors. Or they get angry and then you rationalize and justify it in a way that, okay, well, that's just him. You know, I guess it's a package deal. That's just him. So every once in a while he's going to get angry and rail on me and I just have to accept it, okay? Or... There's never any disagreement about anything, but there's also no intimacy. Because to get to real true intimacy, you've got to know each other. All right? You, there's got to be trust, which is probably the biggest issue in relationship. All right? So, number one is pseudo-community. Uh, and, 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 you know, in pseudo-community... It may be that every single person involved, whether it's two or 200, wants to have real community. They just can't seem to get there. Either the other person won't participate or they can't get themselves to go to that deeper level and trust the other person to get there, okay? So everyone may have the best of intentions, but you end up in something that's more of a, I'm settling for this. This isn't really what I want. This isn't really what I believe this should be. But, you know, I'm settling. All right? That's number one. Number two is chaos. Chaos is where you move in to the storm. You, you step out on the broken limb in trust. And you share that thing about yourself that maybe other people don't know, maybe that you're scared for other people to know, you step out on that broken limb and lovingly confront the other person and say, honey, I love you, but your anger is not just who you are. There's something wrong, and, and I love you, and I want to be there with you. I want to help you fix it. I'll go through it with you. I'm sure there's things about me 
that uh, bother you too, and I'd like to know what those are, and I'm ready, willing, and able to work on those. Maybe we need to get some help, okay? Chaos is uncomfortable a hundred percent of the time, okay? And your natural reaction is you want to run away back to pseudo-community or maybe ditch this pseudo-community and try for another pseudo-community and try for community with another group, which almost never works because you're confronted with the same thing there. So when you hit chaos, you, back to the Webster definition, do not feel physically relaxed, you feel constrained, you are in pain, whether physical or non-physical, and you are not free from stress and fear. You are experiencing stress and fear. All right? So when we are uncomfortable, we want to rearrange the pillows. We want to get a new mattress. We want to do whatever we have to do to get comfortable again fast. Make this stop now. The problem is... The only way to get to true community is through the chaos. You cannot go around it. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. You have to go through the pain. You have to go through the being uncomfortable. Okay? And you cannot get to true community without going through chaos. There's no other way. Okay, so step number two is chaos. Step number three is emptiness. The way you finally get through chaos and and where you are once you do get through it is emptiness. So you're, you're, you're fighting and struggling through chaos. It may take a few days. It may take uh, weeks. It may take months. And then you get out the door of chaos and you fall on the ground like a wet noodle. You are just wasted. You're exhausted. You're, you're, you're spent. Okay? And you're empty. You're, you, you've, you've risked. You've taken the risk. Okay? And you've gone through the fires Now you're on the other side, but you're not the same person that you were before the chaos. You have been honest. You have been truthful. You have fought the fight. And now you're on the other side. Emptiness means almost always that little deaths had to occur. Yes, I said deaths. D-E-A-T-H-S. Little deaths had to occur in chaos for you to get to emptiness, for you to get to the transformed person without the anger, without the secrets, without, without the bondage. Okay? So number three is emptiness. Uh, brokenness is also uh, uh, a hallmark of emptiness. Stage number four is true community. Um, true community happens when 
group members, whether it's two or 20, embrace not only the light, but the darkness. It is joyful, but it's also realistic, okay? And it required the death of individual issues, of individual identities, of individual lies, okay? It, it required vulnerability. And now there is true community in love and joy and truth. And the overriding feeling is peace. There'll be tears, but a, a cloud of peace and joy will descend that, that feels extraordinary and, and, and it's, makes it all worthwhile, okay? All right. So, if you run from being uncomfortable or fight it, you're either going to miss the lesson that you needed to learn for your life to get to the top of your mountain, or you're going to miss the door that goes into chaos with true community, love, joy, and peace on the other side. So if you miss the lesson, if you miss that door, remember, there's no other way. So what does that mean? It means you go around the mountain again until in six months, in two years, whenever, you will have an opportunity for another door and another lesson. And you'll be confronted with the same choice then. Go into chaos and be uncomfortable and get to the other side, to true community, or go around the mountain again. Most people spend their life going around the mountain rather than enjoying the top of the mountain, in my experience. So this week, as you pray, as you meditate, I would, I would ask yourself that first question. I, I would make that first statement and just see what thoughts and feelings come to mind. Uncomfortable and enjoying it. And that's taking it a little too far. I said that because that was the quote of the ice hockey coach at the Olympics. But you, you, most people do not enjoy chaos. Okay? But you don't run and you don't fight. You say, okay... This is something I have to go through. What do I need to learn? What in me needs to die? What in me needs to come to life? Until you are through it to the, uh, successfully and safely to the other side. So uncomfortable and enjoying it or uncomfortable and not fighting it maybe is another way to think about that. And then ask yourself, what stage are you in right now? Are you in pseudo-community? Are you pretending in your life? Are you settling? Have you given up hope? Because you've tried to go into chaos many times but always come back instead of through to the other side because you just couldn't take it? 
Are you in chaos right now? You know how you tell you're in chaos versus things are just going bad in your life? There seems to be a purpose in it. As opposed to just totally suffering that you feel this, this, this has no purpose at all. This is just uh, my sin, my, my mess-ups. This is just um, cause and effect. I've made all the wrong decisions and this is the result of that. Where chaos feels like I'm making the right decision, I'm trying to better myself even though it's hard and, and hurts, and there's going to be purpose in this if I can stay the course. So pray and meditate about that. And let me encourage you that while 100% of the time you have to go through chaos to get to where you want, 100% of the time people are glad they went through the chaos after they're on the other side. Meaning the pain and suffering is always worth it. Because on the other side comes emptiness, transformation, and then true community. True community with yourself, meaning identity, worth, significance, security. Community with those people closest to you in your life. I believe true community with God. And that means your relationships are right, which is the root of every issue. So everything in your life is going to start getting better and better.